You're listening to the Know Nothing Podcast with Stat and Dojo. Dojo. That's, that's my name, sort of. No, that's, not, that's not my Christian <clears throat> name. It wasn't my Christian name. What? It's not my, it's not oh, your birth name? Yeah, my Christian birth name. I thought that was a weird, <laughs> what is that? I always thought that was a weird phrase, Christian name. I mean, I get it. Like, I guess it's from baptizing, is it? Or is it is a confirmation? Where's that from? You're asking me? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You're a devout Catholic, aren't you? No. No. no, no. Well, um, yeah. No. Um, nothing that's going on. Just life falling apart like usual. But we're good. Oh, that's great. I mean, that'll lead us right into this topic. Right into our topic. What is our topic? Uh, mental health. Again? Specifically anxiety. Again, well, we said we wanted to circle back I know, I'm just on kidding. some of our podcasts that we did early on. This is our second podcast we talk about mental health, and I think now is a good time to circle back. Mm. And I could say what kind of inspired this. Oh. His name is Jake Paul. Oh, I thought you were going to do John Cena. I was hoping you were going to do the... Do you have that soundbite? I wish I did. Da, 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 John Cena! <laughs> so he put out a tweet that he uh, has since deleted, but I will read it out um, based on what he said. And he tweeted this on Monday. He said, remember, anxiety is created by you. Sometimes you got to let life play out and remind yourself to be happy oh. and that the answers will come. Chill your mind out. Go for a walk. Talk to a friend. Damn, that's, that's a lot of horseshit. So uh, I'm sure no one agreed with that. I mean, especially people with actual anxiety. <laughs> like, oh, what? No, no, no. Ooh, somebody's getting the drinky drink. Ooh, that helps with the anxiety. Yeah, a big drink. I've well, had a drink really since um, my ass was on fire. <laughs> yeah, I was food poisoned. Remember? I know. I, my stomach was like weird for a while, so I really haven't drank. Yeah, I had wait, my yeah, it was like five days. Of my I didn't even have as bad as you, but it was strange how nothing felt right. Not like it was sick. I just nothing like it was like I don't know. It's, it's a good good we example. We get distracted so easily. <laughs> I just read out his tweet. Yeah. I opened the thing and yeah. we're fully off topic. Well, we're raging alcoholics, so the thought of him talking about alcohol, like, oh, let's oh, talk about alcohol. <laughs> Wait, which it does. Alcohol it, it, and fire butts. It, it it does apply because anxiety and alcohol do go hand in hand. It's a we've had yes, long, they do. Yeah, right. I mean, it, it's a that that grease that alcohol has is an ability to really kind of chill you out and and and, uh, and, and ease anxiety, but. Real anxiety. Especially in like uh, public settings, like if you're going to a bar or a club. Yeah, of course. I remember when I was younger, I used to to never want to go out unless I could um, get someone else to drive so I could drink. Oh, man. You know, I'd want to be able to like just calm down in in, like those public settings because I was never really um, good at that when I was younger. I always felt super anxious going to clubs and bars and really talking to random people. Yeah. I told you, I think I was like, at a, I was just really shy. I don't know. I guess that's the form of anxiety when I'm there, like that uncomfortable feeling of like, I don't know. It's just like an overwhelming feeling when like you're in a group of people that you don't necessarily know. And like you want to go up and talk to someone, but you don't know if you should. And there's well, a lot yeah, I always going had, on. Like, you know, I had always felt like a, like a freezing vibe. Like I got a strange like. A sudden awareness of awkwardness or or uh, awkward silence and a vibe that I you, I can't break. That's you, yeah, it's basically like an over awareness of yourself, which yeah. you're like over judging what you're doing. Mm-hmm. 
And com- yeah. com- comedians always make a good make a good uh, look of it. Where like you're overthinking how you're just standing. So you so you try standing looking cool, or st- and it just it makes it look more and worse and worse and falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see you like rearranging the way you're standing. <laughs> I've done it so many times. I have done it so many times. And like what I do is I think about wait, are my hands in my pockets. But wait, I've seen myself with pictures of hands in my pockets. No, hang on, wait, but do I just lay them aside? So okay, do it. Just leave them. Okay, let's look at other guys. This so, whole cool conversation guys. just just nonstop in your brain. Yeah, of course. And then like I'm looking at other guys. Okay, his his hands are not okay. Their hands are on the side, but he looks. He has. Okay, he's buff. That's why he looks good. Okay, he's holding. <laughs> this he's only a drink. I don't. Do I have a drink? Okay, big drink. Big drink. Okay, what is in the right hand? Uh, like this is the kind of, this is the kind of life that I uh, that I live. You know. So. Mm. Yeah. So, um, you know, he tweets this out. I don't think he really knows, um, what he was saying. And uh, that probably means he, he probably doesn't have the type of anxiety that he's trying to tell people <laughs> to to just remind yourself to be happy, which I didn't know you could do. I didn't know that was just like you to say like, "Hey, stat, you're happy today." <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Well, it's interesting is um, we've, I think I've touched on this in the podcast, but when I had my five stages of grief with, with uh, the divorce thing, uh, when I hit depression. That weird three-day period was so intense and so real and so like it's like a huge light bulb clicked on me and it's three our, days. And you're I, fucking uh, superhuman. I, I well, whatever. It's not about me being superhuman. It was about like, <laughs> yeah, you're like you're like five stages of grief. Let me get this over with in three days. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, geez. Well, I know I'm lucky that it only happened for such a short time, but at least allows me now to have a non ignorant or non-naive view of depression and, and anxiety because it kind of goes hands in hand depression and anxiety kind of they're kind of brothers of each other and they kind of play off each other at times i uh the, the the it's a crippling effect there's a crippling of feeling that you cannot there's no like just feeling better it's it's like your heart is is racing in a certain way it's like it's your body fun- the physical functions of your body are changed and you don't know how to change it because you can't you can't physically do it now there's arguments about medicine and meditation other things whatever but that was the time when I finally realized what it meant. I think I think uh, Paul, whatever his dumbass face is, the fr- fundamental <laughs> issue is that he's never experienced it. Therefore, he cannot judge it right. He's like he's confused. He thinks it's just somebody saying. He goes, "Let's be honest. There's a there is a n- large number of uh, uh, boy cries wolf people out there. You know, they they see the um, the benefits of crying wolf and saying things like anxiety and depression. They get the, the sympathy and the love, and they crave that that stimulus of people's affection and caring and empathy. And sometimes it may not actually be anxiety and depression. They just they just don't feel happy or they feel a little down, you know. And so they just they expunge it by with their friends. And the friends feel they can feel better, and then, then they move on. Whereas real anxiety and real depression isn't about like getting a, a pat in the back. It's like a debilitating problem that you really can't just get out of. It's 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 physical and I think it's um, chemical. It's a real thing. It's a disease, as they say, like depression. Yeah. And that that's why that's why people get upset, especially people with real anxiety. Because I could imagine in those three days I was depressed to read a tweet that the Paul says depression isn't that bad. You know, just go outside, look at the sun, smile, be better. I'd be like, I want to rip this guy's face off. I want to just hurt him. You know, because it's like you don't get it. You don't sleep. You don't eat. You. I, I feel pace. like he would say, "Go look at the sun." <laughs> That's literally what you said. Like, go outside and look at the sun. <laughs> like, no, don't do that. <laughs> but yes, I know what you mean. Uh, it's like it is. It is a complicated thing. I think that becomes has become way more complicated with social media. It's like you said, the people that aren't necessarily experiencing um, anxiety and depression, but do claim because they're sad or or they're having an off day, like to get that 
that love from their following is very addictive. Yeah, and and not, the thing is, like, this is the biggest thing here is is it's impossible to know who's actually experiencing it. That's why it's such a dangerous thing to talk about. I, I feel like because you you don't you don't want to put down the people that are really going through it, and you want to support them, and you want to be there for them, and you want to help them, and at the same time, you don't actually know if that person that there is maybe a person that is doing it just for, you know, attention. And it's, it's like this, it's, it's so difficult to, I think, to, um, to approach, especially in social media, because you just, you, there are so many people that I see on Twitter that are going through things and I, and I do truly believe them. Um, and, and I guess the, the, the thing is like, you never really know. Um, and I think that's kind of like what, with this comment, maybe, his comment is based on his conversations with people that aren't necessarily experiencing it. And he, and he kind of just goes off of their point of view or their descriptions of it and, and how to deal with it. And so he's not educated and he doesn't really know what it truly feels like to have anxiety or what it truly feels like to be depressed. I mean, I would argue that it's probably a good idea if you have those issues is not to use social media. I mean, even though it may feel good in the short run, it's, are people really helping you? Um, are they really in benefiting you in any way? I don't know. I don't. I don't think it is. I think you need to get actual professional. That's help. an interesting concept, actually. Uh, like like vo vocalizing that on Twitter. I mean, I've, I feel like uh, you know, there was a. I don't do it often, but I have done it in the past, talking about how I feel and and if I'm not feeling well, and I always feel like I can't say when I'm not doing well because it's been ingrained in my mind, like as growing up in the, the time that I grew up, that it was, you were basically, you know, not a man if you <laughs> expressed yourself that way. You laugh, but it's true. No, I know, I'm laughing. Well, well look, my, my big thing is I think we as, as streamers, I think we, I mean, Twitter is, should be about keeping it informed. So it's not, I don't think it's a problem if you do it occasionally to kind of inform what's going on in your life, as in, this is why when streaming, or this is why it's hard to stream, just kind of keep informed information, but not like a, a every other day, I'm feeling really bad. I'm really shitty now. You know, like really reminding people how bad you're feeling all the time as I, that constant like update of always feeling bad. I think that's the improper use of it because you're not going to get any true help from people. What you should be doing is informing people who are fans of you and are concerned about you what's going on in your life. And you could do that, I think. I think it's more of what it should be. But it shouldn't be a way of getting a feedback response, looking for people to feel sorry for right. you. Right. And you should probably get help in real life mm -hmm. and talk to people in real life that, like you I, know, I are available for that type of thing. When people complain on Twitter, I never see them say, hey, I, I saw my therapist today. It was a good session. I went through a lot of important things and I feel better. I never see those, you know? It's like, g give us an update. If you're so bad and, you, and you're, it's not, you're not just trying to get some sort of cry on your shoulder of experience, have a little bit more to it. Explain what's going on in your life. What are you doing to help yourself? Informing the people in your life as well. Because I, I really do think it's a danger that social media is just a ginormous pat in the back scenario. It makes you feel better for a couple hours, and then it's like a drug. You keep coming back for that same drug, and it's never actually helping you in the long run. Right. So it's like, so when, when someone like this says something that is, is very misleading, and, 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 he, and he has got a pretty young following, it's like 3.7 million people following him, it can give the wrong impression about how to deal with what what someone is actually going through when they have anxiety yeah like in their minds it's like talk to a friend or go outside 
or go <laughs> for a walk. Not. Chill out. What does it mean? Chill out your mind. Is that like a? I mean, it's it's just it seems so surface level and really not helpful to someone who's actually going through this. No, well, it is hurtful. I mean, because as I said, when I have my experience with the depression thing, if someone were to tell me something so nonchalantly, it, feel, it feels like not only do you not understand, but you are diminishing the overall effect in general, which means you're affecting more than just the person that you're, you, 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 not just me, it's everyone who has this thing. It's like, it's, it's making everyone who doesn't have it think, oh, it's no big deal. Um, because it's, because he's someone of an influence. So people assume right away that he knows what he's talking about. He has what, 3.7 million followers? That's a huge, mm -hmm. reach. it's a huge reach to say something ignorant like that. Uh, especially something as serious and as dangerous as this, because people really are struggling with it. So what do you think is like the best way for someone to talk about this stuff online? Well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there should be more of an initiative. There should be an action item. It shouldn't just be like saying positive affirmations have been proven to not work anyways. You know, they don't mean anything to people. It's a quip that they just read and they move on. They don't, they don't have, but like explaining, like I said, how about, how about he goes, goes to a therapist and talks about it to, and it explains what he learned. You know, so I yeah. talked to a therapist about anxiety and this is what they told me, something like that. Or I uh, found out this about myself or I'm working on this in myself and this is my progress report. You know, do something more educational versus just, I think we've lost an era of like education. I think um, f f um, social media has become this kind of this weird, just, just entertainment place that handles extremely important topics and it's annoying. It's, it's not a real place of real information and, and information is boring because it's details and it's facts and it's long reading and stuff. And so no one really wants to go into the details, but there should be a responsibility for someone at his level. You know, if you're going to say something on thing about a topic and you're going to, and you're like, as if you're helping someone, you have actual education behind it, source your material, have a, have a purpose behind it and, and calculate it out. Now, granted, these are kids and he's what, like 26. I mean, he's a baby. He's 23. Oh, fuck. He's a baby, baby. Brain's not even developed for God's sake. So it's like, he's, he's, he's out there with influence telling people things that are incorrect and getting backlash, you know what happens? All it does is create drama. And so people are not even talking about anxiety anymore. They're just talking about how we're fighting on Twitter. It's so bad. It's it's like, it, it does the opposite effect in every way. See, like, um, something that has worked for me is meditation. Meditation for me is something that I, I talked about a lot when I was first starting and I don't talk about it as much anymore, but it is something that has really helped me um, in those moments, like it, it gives you a, the ability to catch yourself in those spirals, like the thought spirals that lead you into um, those anxiety moments and those and, and even just lost time. Like, I, I know that like, I've sat on a couch and just had my mind wander for like, you know, 30 minutes. I don't even realize what I'm doing. I thought I was watching TV, but I'm really just thinking and and I don't even know what I was watching and meditation has allowed me to catch myself when when those moments happen and not doesn't take 30 minutes I catch myself pretty quickly and it's been really helpful for me in, in terms of like breathing and moments of like like strong emotions where instead of saying I don't want to feel those emotions I don't want to deal with these emotions I kind of just allow the emotions to be there and and allow them to be a part of me, you know, until they're gone. And it's like, it's okay. Oh, I feel like shit. I feel depressed or I feel sad or I miss someone, you know, or, or something's going on in my life. And I just, I focus on it. It's like, that's okay. 
you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not running from it, basically. I'm not suppressing it. Because I feel like in the past, I would suppress things and then the, and you don't really deal with them. They don't, they're just, they're like, now they're sitting below waiting to come out at a worse time. Well, I mean, back to, and, the, well, back to, to the specific topic of anxiety, the, uh, I've done meditation when I've had to go do things that I didn't want to do. Uh, work related and, and, and for instance and i don't even know that i even have that anxiety it, it, i don't even i'm not really all that aware of it until i'm meditating until i've sat down and forced myself to do that and i start trying to get into my trance state which i've gotten pretty good at i realize how much i feel like it's layers of weird like puffy crap i got to get out of my way before i can get to that place and that's the anxiety that i don't even know is there until i'm meditating it's kind of weird i don't even realize so it's, it's like layers of things you've kind of been suppressing up until that moment yeah in a way and i, I don't even know how to explain it it's, like, it's not it's more of just a vibe versus anything else it's it's like a it's like a restlessness and an inability to really calm down and i like like you know you're supposed to relax your eyebrows and your jawline and your shoulders and stuff and it's like as i'm doing that it's like i drop my shoulder my eyebrows get tense okay relax my eyebrows now my jaw gets tense it's almost like a like a big yo-yo effect this is preventing yeah. me from just getting where i need to go and it just takes time it's like it's like a good five minutes of this little juggling act until finally it's like suddenly things start just loosening up and suddenly it just like puffs away and it's gone and it's and like there it is that's that's anxiety to me that whatever is going on there that little place is is being washed away through the meditation and i think it's probably more important you know we it's it's I, I really do hate talking about meditation so much because I feel still that it's kind of like this foo foo thing in my brain because you know it, why um because it seems so good to be too too good to be true in this way of putting it well it's been working for you I know I'm not saying it's not good it's not I'm saying it's still it's a weird thing for me to say because I feel like a lot of people out there are probably the same my mindset because how many people in this world recommend these foo foo things to each other and it's just like you roll your eyes they have Facebook posts and Twitter posts why do you say foo foo uh because there's no going to the gym foo foo uh no hold on that's a direct physical thing you can see and, and, and react to and it's 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 a physically visual thing you can like yeah uh, but it, the the brain is still a, a thing that needs to be exercised again but that's that, that's a foo-foo comment because yeah how, I mean, how is that foo-foo because what, how, what does it look like to exercise a brain what does it physically look like you can't see it with your eyeballs that's you don't all. need to be physically you, you can see the rocks results of you really out. don't like things that you can't physically see yeah of course not like you don't like the idea of thinking because you can't physically tell what they're thinking. They don't you know really, if they're working. Really? Really? really <laughs> you, you I, I found it. You, if you can't see it, it doesn't exist. You piece of shit. <laughs> is, that, is that how your brain works? Well, I'm a very visual guy. I'll give you that. Like, I am... Everything, everything is... Visualization is incredibly important to me. I've already told you about this. Like, you joke. Like, if you say something disgusting to me, I, I, it's almost instantaneous. Diarrhea. Yep, and I, what is it? Just got a little puddle. It was like a, literally a puddle on a, a checkered floor. <laughs> just showed up in my brain. It's Who's weird. shitting on a checkered floor? I don't, don't know, you? but you said something and it instantly created a picture. That's that's how my brain works. So it's like I think it's like someone shitting in an Italian deli or something. <laughs> Great. Now I'm thinking about Cecil's in, in St. Paul. It's just, it's like this old deli, Jewish deli, and, and someone just couldn't make it to the bathroom and just oh, they're running towards it, which is be behind the kitchen, by the way. The bathroom, it's really strange. You go past the kitchen into the kitchen. To get this the is what you see. And this is what I'm seeing. And, and he couldn't hold it. He's wearing jeans, and so it's soiling through <laughs> his jeans and down his pants on the on the checkered floor. It's pooling, and there's the so yes. When I think I think visually, whenever someone picks, says something and picture it, it immediately comes a little image in my head. And so I think all things visually, it always has been like that. And so maybe that's why I think of like it's hard to visualize meditation because there's no physical thing you can point to f with your eyeballs that could prove that it ever existed. Um, and I'm not saying it doesn't. Again, I'm, I'm, I, I gave in. I listened to you. I tried it, and I'm, I'm a believer in all that stuff. 
But then I feel like bad giving to other people because what are they thinking when they hear me say it? Um, so I think it really depends on when it comes to the, some of these these discussions and when it comes to these thought like um, I don't want to say games. I want to say like thought uh, I don't know challenges or whatever like meditation or positive thinking and those type of things. Mm -hmm. I feel like one of the issues is that it's really easy to do it incorrectly. Yes. And think that you're doing it. And I think that is where the biggest issue is, is that you you can say that you're doing these things, but you're not actually doing them. You're like, you're, you're, you think you're doing them right. Yeah. Or you think that you're, you're, you're actually meditating, but you're not, you know, or like you, you think that you're actually, um, you know, thinking positive, but you don't actually believe what you're, what you're thinking. And it's, and there's a lot of, you know, you have to really believe and 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 trust in in the process of what you're doing for it actually to work in my opinion is 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 what has happened for me because i feel like in the beginning when i was doing meditation i don't even think i was doing it like i was just going through the motion yeah you know i was just listening and just doing whatever the guy was saying but then over time i started to actually accept like you know the things that i was feeling and then the, the other sides of it and being able to, um, you know, relax my mind and kind of accept the things I was thinking about. And yeah, it, it especially and, and positive thinking is something that I think is easily um, misinterpreted in terms of like, doing it properly. Like really believing in yourself is something that is extremely hard to do. And well, people can constant. say it out loud well, that I believe in myself but like, do they truly well, believe in themselves because it's constant like you said meditation is something you're working on but meditation is a 30 minute period but believing yourself is something you cannot waver in and that's that's what's hard you can you have to do it all the time and that i don't know meditation does come into play during the day too i don't know if it does for you but for me there's many moments during my day where my mind will wander or i'll feel a strong emotion and in the past i would have dealt with it in a different way yeah and it has helped me a lot even in anxious moments like that where I, I don't know why it happens like i can't the, the weird thing about anxiety is like i don't even know why it comes up like i it's nothing really happened but there's just like this moment where i'm just like oh fuck now i'm sweating or i feel uncomfortable and, and i don't want to be here and it's like that was, that was, and i'm able to catch myself and breathe and one of the things that has helped actually is paying attention to architecture like when my when I feel overwhelmed, if I just follow the lines of the room, it is something that like is very distracting from my brain, like thinking the things that it shouldn't be thinking. And so like following the lines and watching the corners, seeing the architecture and looking at the angles is one of the techniques that I learned through meditation that is supposed to help in strong, strong emotional moments. Yeah. And and that has been really something that even though, yes, it's, you know, you do between 10 and 20 minutes of meditation a day but when i'm out and about those moments i remember and i'm able to channel those things when in the past i i wouldn't know what to do i literally just i'm like okay uh <laughs> now what do i do like I, you know it's like you're, you're anxious or you want to leave or you you go to the bathroom or whatever and it just really messes up your night <laughs> what a bummer man ruin my night i get it i mean i I haven't had that personally because I don't have anxiety like that. I never have. I just don't. It, usually it's always about what's about to happen. If I have something I have to do and it's not something I want to do, 
I, that's when the anxiety kicks in for me. And, but it's not even that strong. It's not even like an intense feeling. Like I, I would say someone who has a chronic anxiety who loses sleep and has nervous shakes and has, has like a, a physical reaction that's really, really strong. But it's, it's, there's definitely different re- levels of anxiety. Another, I would say, cause of anxiety is past history. Um, I wouldn't go as far as say the word, word abuse per se, but in that same sense, like past experiences with people that have um, changed how you think about something. So then you're, when you're in this new experience, you get an anxiety, you don't even know where it's coming from until you realize it's, it's that the, you're, you're, you're reacting to so, how someone else reacted a long time ago. And Right, so something that you've been like almost taught to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then when you're in that situation with someone else, you expect that same negative response from them so it gets you anxious yes exactly so the, the, i think there's like a different levels or different kinds of anxiety there's, there's it's not just one form i don't even think there's even uh, one medical form i'm sure there's many different ways of looking at it and i think it's still a misunderstood thing i don't i don't think that there is a written comp- comprehensive idea of what anxiety is or what it is about if it did then there'd be a i think there'd be a more precise way of fixing it um uh well, i just want to i want to just say uh, one thing uh we're not doctors, <laughs> and uh, it's the know nothing yeah. pocket. You don't have. We to don't know anything. anything. <laughs> We're just kind of talking here, and uh, so if you take our advice, uh, you shouldn't. <clears throat> yeah, so don't don't meditate. Don't don't ever do that. No, I mean I'm joking there, but like yeah, you know, when things are serious, like you should seek medical help and and you know reach out to people with with like serious knowledge of, about this type of thing. And for me in Dojo, it's really about talking about how these things affect us and and trying to express like the positive things that have helped us. It's not necessarily going to help everyone, but it is something that has helped, you know, either me or him. You know what? One thing I can't help with anxiety, I think. Um, And actually depression, anxiety, any sort of mental health issue is to find a way of shedding the toxic people in your life. Oh, my God, please. Preach, Dojo. Wow. Give me some more. I feel like you're, you're going to shed me now. Oh, no. Dojo's <laughs> <laughs> so getting shed. Well, like, so, like, the idea Dojo, is that... You just, you just you sealed your own fate. With nice. this. I'm, this is the last podcast, guys. That's going <laughs> to shed me for this one. I am a toxic... Toxic person. Because, <laughs> like, um, the idea that... It, where does anxiety come from sometimes, or where does depression come from? It could be just simply be, being around other people that that have are also this way, but also to feed into yourself, feed into your problems, feed into what's going on. Whereas if you could find less toxic people or, or just better humans, those people in your life and in your around you can be the patient people that can kind of be the arm to lean on, not just for depression or, or anxiety, but just everything in your daily life. And that might by itself help ease the anxiety. You might loosen the tension over time, not right away, of course, but imagine if you had like five friends who are all toxic and horrible, right? That's going to create something in your head that's not right. That, that can't create a help, happy, healthy mindset or mental health. But think of five friends that are super perfect. I know that doesn't really exist, but think of, you know, try imagining it. Five super friends who are super nice, super positive. Really I'm down with one or two. What? You know what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> don't need five. <laughs> You're not yes, you're right. It, 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 it definitely makes a difference. Because it, you're right. And if they're not toxic, they're going to be hopefully open, and then they can find out what your anxieties are, be aware of them, be sensitive to them, and not point them out. Like, that's a big thing. It's like, it's not to make fun of you or to, to bring it up. Or, or just or, seeing if you're okay. Yeah. Like, a lot of things, like, if you're just, like, talk to someone and, and, and be like, hey, like, how are you doing? You know, and, and, like, there's a lot to be said about that. And I think that you bring up a really good point with 
toxic people. I think that when we're younger, we kind of are attracted to sometimes people like that. And um, it's not necessarily just because you were friends with them when you were younger. As you grow up, it's okay to grow apart from people that you went to high school with, people you were, you know, you've known your whole life. Doesn't mean you have to completely cut them out of your life, but don't necessarily need to have them as a main focus in your life anymore. And it allows you to actually make new friends because when you're surrounding yourself by the same people, it's hard to bring in other people who are, let's say, not toxic like them because those people won't be comfortable in that situation. Or you feel weird bringing them in there because these friends that you have will potentially, you know, pick at them or, or, or call them out on certain things and make, you know, you, you've seen them do it before. You know, you know what I'm talking about. And it's like, that is something that is, I learned, I guess, you know, in my twenties, it was just like, it's okay to grow apart from people. It's okay to like, look for new, um, people who are aligned with you, people who are on your level and people who, who want the same things in life. And just because you met them in high school doesn't mean that they want the same thing that you want. No. I mean, I'd say more so the reason why I think you're attracted is simply because there's energy in negative people. I know it's not, not negative, like toxic people. It doesn't, they're always not negative, by the way. They're very, very positive, toxic people. It's just how, it's how they, <laughs> there is. There's a lot of people who are, toxic doesn't mean negative, like negative, like view on life, everything's bad. There's a lot of like positive people who have like really bad intentions, who have, that will use you, that um, are, can be abusive. You know, they, they can they can manipulate you. You know, there's a lot of weird ways toxic people can be. That's the thing is toxic people aren't always people you can easily see. People always like to think that you can just find this one guy who's like a criminal dude, who has a lot, you know, a horrible human being who, hurt, you know, kills puppies at night. This isn't necessarily what a toxic person is. A toxic person is someone who makes your life worse without you even knowing it. And there's a lot of them out there. You don't even know it. You really don't. You have to be more aware. And being woke is not being woke. So how do you, be, how do you become more aware? Um, I would say continue because uh, because, you're, because the situation you're talking about is is there's some form of manipulation and there's some form of like the inability to see how these people really are or you kind of look past it and make excuses. Well, you're too close. So to how it. do you how do you how do you really you know how do you get away from that? The best way is to simply find actually truly non toxic people and befriend them. Um, because then that's a contrast that you can suddenly see. And then they can say, well, dude, this guy's actually kind of like he's using you. What do you mean? Well, he borrows your car every Thursday and then wrecks it. Maybe you should look into this. You know, it's like it's, it's, it's the observation from a distance that can help. Um, perspective means a lot. And uh, I, once you're around someone who's not toxic for a while, then suddenly things can kind of become a little more, more brighter and, and understanding, I, I, I think, in my, in my view. I don't, there's no answers here. You can know nothing podcast. But I, I think it's a stepping stone. Um, I don't know. Again, this is almost like I still think it's kind of a theory. I don't know if there's any actually studies behind toxic people and anxiety or toxic people and depression. Maybe that's a big part of what why it's such an epidemic is that people tend to gravitate towards toxic people because toxic people are energetic, they're fun, they're exciting. There's something that uh, that you want to be in them. You, you know, you see something in them that you wish you were. You know, you look up to them. It's a lot mm -hmm. about that. So people kind of I think gravitated towards toxic people. You know, think of all the people in bad relationships, and and why is that a thing? Well, that old dad is a girl's like the bad boy. It, you know, it's it's so cliche, but it's true. I mean, it happens yeah. a lot. Those are toxic people, and yet they are in love with them. So I, 
it goes on and on and on. And I think that might be a, a big uh, systemic problem in civilization. We as people just are, do not shed the talks of people. We've rewarded talks to people. Look, we're talking about Jake Paul tonight. Jake Paul's a talks person. He tweeted something. We're talking about him. He's in the zeitgeist. He's in the memes. He's in the talking. He has 3.7 million people following him. We, for some reason in society, have somehow put toxic people at a pillar. And I do not know why. They're not great because, people. Because uh, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that they're, um, in, in these cases at least, the ones that are successful are outgoing and take risks and do silly dumb shit and, and people are entertained by random acts of, of stupidity. <laughs> true. It's entertainment, true. But then it blurs the line because then it becomes uh, more than just entertainment. It becomes like a culture. Well, in the past, I guess, like when you would do random acts of stupidity on television or whatever, you didn't necessarily know what the hell that person was doing on their spare time or the, their thoughts or even like, because they were putting on a show, right? So they just put on a show and then they disappear from the, the limelight and you wouldn't hear from them until they did an interview or you wouldn't hear from them until their next movie or the next show or next whatever. And, and they had a character to play. So they didn't really talk about random things or have random thoughts that they can just spurt out on Twitter in, in, in a second sitting on the toilet. So it's like, that's that's kind of the life we're in now is where like people who are famous for, you know, dumb antics, which is, you know, not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's just the, the, the problem is that the there's this platform now to reach millions and millions of people. And a lot of people that have the access to millions and millions of people have really dumb shit to say. <laughs> and like, and and it's and it's kind of and I think it spreads. I think it's part of like I don't know. I feel like it's it's maybe it's part of it, like the, the spreading of of that stupidity. <laughs> well, it, it, I, yeah, we um, it seems like this podcast is more about the the pitfalls of social media versus actually. <laughs> it's true. I mean, the, well, the, it's, they're all connected. I think like I think that you know, I, social media does play a big part in anxiety because you do see this this lime life of people or or a you know facebook for instance you see this 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 camera roll of all these amazing things that everyone else is doing and you look at your 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 partner and you're like the fuck are we doing and and like the reality is that is not really what their life is and and that makes people sad and it's you know they've done studies saying that using facebook makes you sad yeah and and well, the dude, fact that dude, like my my ex wife is like that, that, that was one of the things that I I, I actually got mad at her once because like she was even aware of it she even said well I know this but then she since she spurted out she says she wanted us to do more vacations though because she's like she's so sorry tired so sad of seeing all of her friends post all this stuff on Facebook like they're out and about and doing things and being active I'm like that's not you I was like yelling at her like you don't like going out you like you're a homebody. You've even told me you get really tired at night. You want to stay home. You want to watch TV. Like, that's your thing. That's what you do. Don't look at what they're doing and thinking that that's the life that you want to live. That's stupid and dumb. You're just going to run down a, a pitfall of never-ending unhappiness trying to chase this goal. No one is posting that they're watching a TV show late at night eating ice cream and being sad on Facebook. But I'm guessing With it happens on their on their chest. right. I'm guessing it happens more often than not. But no, no, no. That was me yesterday. Oh, you, oh okay. I don't want to hear that. Uh, then we, but so they, but they're gonna post that beautiful picture in Disneyland with the perfect shot that they probably put a bunch of filters on and saying big smiles. And and ironically, um, I don't want to talk about her too far, but I, I don't. Disneyland is awesome. Okay, you watch your mouth. I didn't say. <laughs> Still haven't been there. Still haven't been there. <laughs> Um, never been there. Never been there, and I have friends. I've been you there like and other, you and other friends have been there multiple <laughs> times. And, and well, I have a season pass, so I have to go. 
Yeah, I know. You, just, you, haven't, you haven't shared that season pass with me or anything. So I can't share it. They have a picture of me. I can grow a beard. So Yeah. <laughs> you could. <laughs> what was I saying? Anyways, uh, no, like like what's ironic is that how uh, in her family, um, there was there's a big push to always smile in pictures, no matter how bad things were, no matter how you know everyone's unhappy or sad. Everyone had to smile in pictures and family pictures and take these perfect pictures. And you got like, getting yelled at in these photo family photos to make smiley pictures. Just how she grew up. I'm thinking, do you realize how silly this is that you're you're giving into this this fakeness, this this world of this isn't really what people are like. You can't be upset that your life doesn't equal these people's pictures in life and Facebook and fo- and, 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 and social media. It's it's silly. It doesn't work like that. That's not how people are. Um, I've always loved candid photos for that reason, by the way. I, I, I do not like... Candid me. photos are awesome. But there's also nothing wrong with taking a photo and smiling. But I agree that, you know, the, 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 you've seen these, these posts, it can be, you know, extremely um, depressing. Well, that's because all you, all you see, it's a filtered experience. You're only seeing the best of the best. And even then, you don't know. Because they could be smiling, but they could have just got done with a huge fight. They could be like on the verge of a divorce, and they just took a picture in order to just like capture the moment. And they post on Facebook to everyone that doesn't know that they're having troubles, you know. And then everyone sees this amazing picture. So like, see, why aren't we as good as this couple? And then they mm-hmm. get that couple in a fight. It's 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 a systemic mess, and I don't like it. It's like there's no honesty in life in social media, not real. And 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 then there's like we go. It's like a full circle in this conversation. And then there's the other side of the people who think that are being honest by like complaining about their anxiety and depression on social media, trying to like getting a pat on their back. When that's not again, that's still not honest because they're not really telling you why they're on social media. They're doing it for the uh, the dopamine hit of the oh I'm sorry I, I love you you know the, the the feedback loop that they get from their from their viewers or whatnot or the uh, the people following them. So I honestly, I social media has. Very little benefit in the world, I think. I think, <laughs> it, like, you, you, people think it's so great. I don't know. I think it actually has, I think it's a, it's. I, I don't, so I think mm-hmm. that the problem is not necessarily that social media is bad. It's that we just don't know how to accept it into our, into our lives. Like, accept. as, as users of social media, being aware of the ups and downs and being aware of the pitfalls and being aware of the effects on our brain. And, and I think that is something that just should be more um, talked about and more discussed and not necessarily that social media is bad. It's that, you know, it's, it's who you should follow and, and what words you should mute and what you should, you know, there's ways to avoid some of the shit that we're talking about. And so, you know, you can, you know, um, I like basically mute stuff and hide things. And so you don't have to see them and that can be beneficial. And I think that there's, there's just not enough uh, education around the impacts of social media um, on some people and, and how it, it, it can negatively affect people and, and also in, in how much you should use it. Like it's, it, there's, there's a lot to be said and a lot to be discussed about that, that I don't think we really have done, uh, you know, in general enough studies on. No, but we, unfortunately, society works off a lowest common denominator conversation. It's you, you, you give people too much credit that they're going to be able to filter and understand what they can or cannot really want to look at, and that's never going to happen. You have to find what the dumbest people are going to look at, and that is where that's what the social media is. It's, it's a playground for dumb people. It allows people to feel more important than they are. That's where the comments come from. And it allows people to think they're more influenced. Like they, they know what they're talking about, hence the Jake Paul comment. It, there's no, there's no policing. It's the real, the real worlds of, of true democracy, true uh, um, freedom of speech, true uh, expression of ideas. 
so there's that benefit in theory. The problem is that if there is no regulation, therefore the idiots can be just as loud as the people who know what they're talking about. So how do you filter it? I don't think it's possible. So just burn it all. We don't need it. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't agree with you necessarily on burning things, but um, <laughs> burn it yeah, off the ground. I, I think that it, you know, based on everything you're saying, I think it all comes down to just education, really, um, and teaching people about it, and teaching people about what to accept as reality and what to accept as true and whatever. There's a lot, a lot to be said about. Like you said, you're talking about but we don't the know. lowest common denominator, but you know, those people can be educated as well. But we don't know. Like we said, like some people who may be faking their anxiety just to get an get a pack on the back. Yet there's someone who really is on the verge of like having a having a like a anxiety attack and doesn't know what to do yeah. and is freaking out. So they their tweet on their on their toy, like I I I'm shaking. I don't you know. We don't know how to separate the two. So I don't know. That it's like I wish there was a Well, well that's yeah. Unfortunate. Right. Definitely unfortunate. Very hard to uh, deal with and I think that's you know where a lot of the the anger like there's a lot of anger that comes from that where people you know come down on people who are trying to express themselves and and people are like you know calling them fake or whatever it's a, it is a, it is a problem because the boy who cries wolf you know is uh, if it, it affects other people negatively there's no way especially you. on social media so let's just burn social media we don't, that's the solution just get rid of it education oh oh the long game <laughs> You're like, let's burn it down. I'm like, let's fix this in the next 50 years. <laughs> uh, well, like Instagram's a bad one also because that that with all those filters, people's lives look so much better than they really are. It's amazing. Like like if you the best Instagram accounts are like you look at these people, like they look fake almost. Oh, it looks it's insane. Yeah. It's like it's wow. not real. It's like looking at a magazine. Yeah, and it's exhausting. It's like you want to be want to be those amazing people, but you're not. Why? Why can't you just enjoy the without trying to be like them well i don't i don't want to necessarily I, be I, those people but yeah. i i do like some of the views of their their vacation I'm like i would go there <laughs> i don't i don't feel bad for not being there right now but i'm like ah, maybe i'll go there it looks cool well it's that you're, you're Put it on the list you're a perfect human being without any faults so that's good for you but there's a lot of people who are not like that especially children and teenagers uh, right so like uh first of all i'm not perfect uh and <laughs> we should definitely be talking about this with them that's what i'm saying is like these like you say if we don't educate young children and people growing up about the negative side effects of this and how to see it and to know what's real and not is like really important and and i think that that will definitely make a difference when people are you know consuming this content if they are aware it's that. no different than like if, if you send a kid to a uh a horror movie don't tell them it's not real it's like they're gonna freaking never sleep again yeah but then again that analogy works great though because it's like telling a kid it's not real doesn't make them not scared um i have kids and just telling them it's not real doesn't mean anything so i don't think telling people especially kids that instagram isn't real is gonna help that means nothing to them it's cool their kids at school are liking it so they're gonna like it it's it's more of about a hip thing so being on top the pulse of the of the, of the current culture so i don't know if that's even plausible in any you don't like way. social media I don't. It's when I use it, I enjoy it myself, but I find it to be a detriment to society. I don't find it to be a good thing. And I, not for the reasons that like old people say, like, oh, no one's talking to each other. That's bullshit. We're talking more to each other than ever. And, and uh, that's dumb. I think it's that there is absolutely no regulation of the information that comes through, and it's all a bunch of idiots reacting to idiots reacting to idiots to reacting, and it's systemic. There's, there's almost no way of 
dividing the bullshit through the actual good stuff anymore. It's very hard. It used to be decent, I think, for a long time, but now Twitter and it's got you know these these new worlds of, of the influencer, the world world of uh, young kids being in charge is dangerous. There's no there's no wisdom anymore. It's all just a bunch of reactionary naive bullshit. Well, let's let's be careful. What? What am I careful okay. with? What am I careful with? We don't have to live in the old world, though, Joe. Uh, wisdom. <laughs> they don't. They don't freaking know everything because they're older. If anything, they know less about like the internet. So it's like less let, about, let's no, hold on. Let, less about the internet. Yeah, if you, some technical jargon you may not know about, but life lessons still hold true. And yeah, to, you don't have to be that old to experience that. I love you say old. I'm talking about people. You, do you guys have like just there's like 15 year olds who have like millions of followers? It's not. I'm not talking about you have to be 80 years old to do this. I'm saying like there's there's people who have their brains are still mush who can't even drive who are influencing people by their stupid things they say, and it hurts their anxiety and depression because it it throws them into this loop where they think their lives aren't aren't worth it because they aren't doing what this person's doing even though it's it's a very token and unique experience, and I don't like it. I don't. I don't like this. Another term is flexing. You know, the idea of throwing their money around and how they people they don't have the money that I have, so they get depressed. They don't have the lifestyle. These young kids that are just obviously extremely privileged. You know, it's just there's too much influence of people who don't deserve it because social media is a complete democratized system where people just seek out what they want, and unfortunately, rich people and dumb people seem to be monopolizing on that. That what people want to see. Because dumb people don't do stupid shit, which is entertaining, and rich people are for some reason extremely looked upon. I've never understood that personally. I don't know why people look up to people with rich. I, it, it never made sense to me. Like just because you have money, I should care about you. But that's how we work as a society. Those those are the two number one influencers on social media: dumb well, people and rich people. I mean, I I, I okay. I don't know. Uh, that was, I don't it, know where you got that stat. I'm not sure. Well, because okay, how many people do you follow that are scientists? How many people do you follow are scholars, are Nobel Prize winners? You know, you're not. You're not following those people because they're not entertaining. They're just they're just people saying smart things. They're just kind of okay, but they're not doing like these really cool, crazy things, and they're not being outlandish and nuts, and they're not showing you cool, amazing cars and pictures and neat things that make you go wow. It's like an, it's it's pure entertainment. It's glitz and glamour. It's shiny. It's 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 pretty. Mm-hmm. And then they say things like Jake Paul about anxiety. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it's not no statistics, but I mean, let's be honest. Look, everyone should look at their follow list. Are you following anybody of any of importance that's not some sort of famous? I mostly, rich honestly, person? on Twitter, I mostly follow people I know. But um, yeah, but like, just do uh, this is more of a question to the viewers. Like, how many of you following that are rich, stupid, or entertainers? So that three mix, right? And and then look how many percentage of people you following that are scholars, Nobel Prize winners. Not politicians, but like local material. Imagine no one's following their local uh, governor. You know, like does anyone? Fo- I mean, does anyone even care what their local government is doing in their in their social media? No, they don't give a shit. They want to find someone in her, that, that puts their dick in a pumpkin. You know, it, it's it's just the world is. Weird. Oh my god! I don't find it to be. I think it's a disproportionately <laughs> set to an entertainment factor. And then we pretend social media is. This Where did huge. you see that on Pumpkin Hub? Mm, it's the best. It's the best subreddit. Um, <laughs> like the. the <laughs> I just I do I I fundamentally think that we have used we have created social media as an entertainment platform that we pretend and pose as an information platform, and that is the problem. Well, that's interesting. I I think I agree with that. Um, it's hard to ter- uh, determine what is information and what is like what is true and what isn't true, um, due to the fact that something could be really viral but not necessarily real. Think about TMZ, the TV show, 
Right. Imagine if that would that is like a the perfect analogy of what social media is. And then if you pretend that is your news source is TMZ. This weird sensationalism, odd paparazzi catch people doing stupid stuff out in public. That's social media. Um, I can't imagine trusting that as a news source, but that's what we do. And not just news source, but like things we follow, learn from, understand from. Um, is a podcast considered social media? I don't even know. I don't think it is. Social media is something where you can, uh, yeah, it's not. I don't think so. No, because you can't really react to this. You can't make it go viral per no, se. No, this is more just like content. It, it's if it was recorded on uh, if we recorded this on YouTube, then yeah, I would say it is. But we we don't we do it on a social like a, a like a podcast platform. So I don't think so. Yeah, because yeah, because we use our we use our social media to let people know about the podcast, but we don't actually. This isn't fundamentally itself a social media thing, but right. I don't know. Well, I mean, Dojo, you know, it's been great chatting with you. <laughs> I uh, I think that we we covered some interesting topics and definitely uh, focused on anxiety and also social media and its impact on anxiety and and uh, and people and yeah, the I, world. I, I, I think I think we could come back to social media and do a full on yeah. podcast on it, uh, just on social media on its on its own. I'm really curious to see of how much social media does contribute to these problems. I I I, I know it. Well, does. maybe we should do some research and come back. But then we would do, we would know something, and then we'd have to change the title of the podcast, and then that would just. All right, we're not researching time. anything, Kay. <laughs> yeah, fuck research. <laughs> All right. Well, you that... don't follow any researchers, so how are we going to research anything? You, I do. Actually, oh, I do. I do have scientists that I follow. I just they don't they don't post much. <laughs> Strangely enough, like because they're writing papers. Just actually, no, they're actually working and doing important things. They're not just sitting on their toilet looking at their phone. They're not taking selfies in the lab. <laughs> <laughs> With like duck lips. <laughs> oh my god! Well, until next week, Stat. Uh, thanks for chatting. Thanks for chatting, dude.